trigger warning. This podcast discusses themes centered around emotional, physical, and sexual violence. While the stories of the survivors are meant to be inspiring and informative, listener discretion is advised. If you are struggling with any of the aforementioned issues, links to resources can be found in the show notes of today's episode. You'd post that you were having parties, these home parties, and you could ask your host, like, do you mind if I post it public? Because people would literally show up because they're looking for certain things. So my host was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, I live in an apartment complex. It's safe. Like, you can post it. It's public. So we had a couple random people that showed up specifically with a list looking for specific prints that they knew they could trade for other prints they wanted online because there was like a whole... LuLaRoe trading environment on oh, wow. Facebook. So be like, I've got the diamonds. I'm looking for Sasquatch. And people are like, I'll trade Sasquatch for diamonds. Even if they didn't want the diamonds because they knew the diamonds were popular enough that they could trade them. Like it was wild. So I, total strangers coming into parties and buying things, not even in their size because they knew the print was popular enough that they could trade it for things they wanted. Like Beanie Babies. Hi survivors, I'm Tara Newell. And I'm Collier Landry, and this is the Survivor Squad Podcast. Yay, another episode. Another episode. And what a week it has been, right, Tara? Oh, yes. We went to Horror Nights. That was so much fun. It was. We went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios here in LA, and it was amazing. Oh, yes. We did The Last of Us. That was one of my favorite mazes. Yeah, The Last of Us, the HBO series. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the Evil Dead one, that was amazing. Yeah, no, and it was funny. I don't know if you realized this, but whenever someone would scare me, I'd just start laughing. Yes, you would. And and full disclosure, like I sometimes left Tara to go in front of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Tara's more brave than I am. And you love the zombies, so... Yeah, I feel like you were in good company. Yes, it was funny because you were filming stuff and then I'd be like, where's Call here? Okay, I'm going to run ahead because I I can't be left alone in this room, just me. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, they do such an amazing job there, like production-wise. We got the front-of-the-line tickets, which this is the only way to go, right? Oh, yeah, Getting the front-of-the-line tickets. Because the lines in some of these mazes are like four hours long. Yes. Every year, it just seems to level up and up. And my favorite, like I said, was the Evil Dead maze. Like, that was just, that house was so cool. Yeah, no, and that was, that one was scary. Yeah, it was really scary. And just and then there was the uh the exorcist one and that like fake wall that they had with the with the characters behind it. I can remember. Yeah. That would totally freak me out. They, they I mean they just do such a, an amazing job. And even like going through the park and getting scared by the random characters that come through and the chainsaws and all that. It's wild. Right? I really feel bad for some people because some people get chased and then people because they like to scare you if you get a reaction that's why i never get chased because i start laughing and i think it's funny that i'm being scared is that the, is that the strategy so they don't keep chasing you yes because if you're like running away then they're like okay we're gonna lean into this but there is certain factors that uh they're trying to do now where like you could stay away from the scare zones and stuff so you yeah. don't put yourself in that position even yeah but it's so much fun. It is a lot of fun. And yeah, they do have that like where you can kind of like separate yourself. I mean, somebody did spill margarita on you, which was kind of a bummer. Our only suggestion is universal. When you're serving drinks to people, 
Make sure they have lids, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, we had an amazing time. And, it was, and they did such a great job. And the tram ride, every year I always say, what did I say last year? I was like, I want to go on the tram ride. And then I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we went on the tram ride. Yes. And we were going to go on it later. And I'm like, let's go on it earlier because we never know if we're going to miss it. Yeah, because it closes early. Yes. Yeah, that's like one of the, the first attractions to close early. But I, we had a great time. And then obviously I'm yawning a little bit because we are knee deep in preparation. Well, we got a couple of things going on. You're doing a retreat in Sedona, which is incredible. Oh, yes. I'm going there in a couple of days and it's going to be a group full of girls. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to do yoga, sound bowl class. And I think it's what I needed after Crime Con and all these things that been happening so I could just yeah. focus on my mental health. Yeah. And help others too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then we, next week I was up all night making our fabulous new shirts that we're going to have for obsessed fest, obsessed fest. Yes. We are going to obsessed fest in Dallas, uh, October 20th through the 22nd. It's going to be a ton of fun. And we have custom made true crime, Ken and Barbie t-shirts. Yes. So it's fitting the brand, you know, since we did the Ken and Barbie outfits at CrimeCon. We did. And now we have our own custom t-shirts, which I'm, I'm super stoked about. And those are getting made. And we're going to have them for sale at the event. We're, they're going to be for sale on our website. It's going to be fabulous. Check out our store. Yes. I'm super excited because it's going to be just a different experience. They've got... It feels like such a great, I mean, True Crime Obsessed fans have been so generous and so nice with us and just really embracing of our podcast and to be there and to be able to interact with them finally. It's it's awesome. I'm, I cannot wait. I'm really excited and I'm going to be honest. I think being Ken and Barbie has been my dream all my life. That's good. <laughs> and speaking of Obsessed Fest, today's guest is going to be joining us there, right? Yes, it is. It's Roberta Blevins. She's amazing. Yeah, she hosts the Life After MLM podcast. And I, you know, I was excited to interview her because really into the Lula Rich documentary on Amazon, which is how I discovered her. And I feel like she's become one of our good friends now. She's just down the road from us in San Diego. She's super awesome. But uh, let's get into our interview with Roberta Blevins. What do you say? Yes, let's get into it. I was just in DC uh, talking with regulators and presenting on a conference about consumer protection and multi-level marketing and just continuing continuing all of this because you know it's something like I said it affects everybody everybody's been involved whether you joined one or you're realizing right now oh I think that might have been one or your mom sold Avon when you were a kid or whatever you know like I just, it's something I've never felt so passionate about something, you know, like people feel like you found your purpose or whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah. I've, 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 I love education, but I didn't want to be a teacher. I love helping people. I, that's why I became a hairstylist. I love making people feel good. I just, it feels like it checks all my boxes and I don't have to wear pants or leave my house. Right. Or leggings. You don't have to wear leggings. Yeah. I don't have to wear leggings unless I want to. 
And they're not LuLaRoe leggings anymore. Lululemon. No. You don't like like, Lululemon? I love to hike, so I've been wearing a lot of, like, North Face and stuff lately, so. Okay, that's a good company. I like them. I like like their ruby pockets for all of my... (laughs) Gadgets. Oh uh, my my all of my pants just constantly fall down because I'm just filling my pants with like gadgets and, and rocks and things that I find on the trail. Get a fanny like, pack. Need, fanny yeah. pack. I, I do need a fanny pack. I just need to get a fanny pack. Yeah. I'm a fanny pack person. I, I need one. Game. I've I've been looking at a couple. I'm just waiting for them to go on sale. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cute. I just have to check every day until it goes on sale. <laughs> yeah so I, I it's a very it's a happy life and I I'm just I'm very thankful very very thankful I love that so you wouldn't change anything I don't think so I don't think so um I feel like I'm where I'm meant to be um I hate that I did it, you know, like I hate that I even had to like go through any of that experience, but it, it wasn't my first experience with something traumatic. It wasn't my first experience with high demand. In fact, it was the eye opener. It was the skeleton key of me going, oh, so much stuff makes sense now. So many relationships in my life, so many interactions with people in my family or bosses or relationships or And then learning things and being like, oh, that's why I do that. That's why I'm a people person. That like, that's why I am a perfectionist and like want to make people happy. Like it really was the skeleton key. And then learning that I had ADHD, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense too, actually. That makes way more sense than anything else. And like, so it it was a rocky road, you know, but like, I, I'm not afraid of a little adventure. My dad, uh, who's no longer with us anymore. Uh, he always said that I like to learn things the hard way. And I feel like I'm honoring him by continuing to learn things the hard way and then using like what I learned to help others learn the easy way. (laughs) I love that. So what is something you would recommend to someone who might want to get out of an MLM? So the first thing like people need to understand is um, that MLMs are harmful. And if you want to be a part of something that's harmful, at least understand what you are a part of and why it's harmful. A lot of people want to like support their friends. They want to buy a lipstick or things like that. They think, oh, I'm just going to help my friend. I don't really like support the MLM, but I just want to help my friend. And it it creates false hope where people are like, oh, I'm having sales. I need to buy more stuff because I'm selling so much stuff. Look at all these sales. Uh, It creates false hope and it keeps people in a lot longer. And so for people that are just, you know, the supporters, I would say to stop supporting, you can find every single product on the shelf somewhere something that's comparable probably better quality and probably cheaper um so you can stop supporting just the purchase of that because that in itself and plus like we we won't even get into all of the labor exploitation of mlm people and then the labor like trafficking and slave labor of like the people that are making these products that we're selling in other countries and the things that happen there as well. They kind of touch on that, I think, a little bit in some of the Lularo documentaries with like the fast fashion. So there's a lot of that that goes into it as well that people don't really think about. 
Um, if you're in an MLM and you're like, but I'm making money and I'm having fun and I'm getting a check every month and I'm going to these conventions, like I implore you to do a profit and loss every month. Just sit down everything that you profited, everything that you sold and you get a check or whatever, a bonus check, whatever, put that in the profit and everything you spent. And I'm, in, I'm talking about the gas to the convention, the hotel, the babysitter for that night out for your whatever, the business cards, the chips and guacamole you got for the party, like everything you spent because people do not take all of that into account. You would not be spending that if you were not in this MLM. And so that is a part of the sunk cost of MLM and it, make, it tricks you into thinking that you've invested a lot more into the business when you're not really investing it into the business. You're just you're just keeping yourself stuck longer. So do a profit and loss and be really honest with yourself. It's gonna be tough. Don't lie, numbers don't lie and you lying is only gonna hurt you in the long run. Be really honest and if you're in the red three months in a row, have that hard conversation. Because if you're really not making money, have that hard conversation. And if you're in the green three months in a row, then maybe also have that hard conversation because that money's coming from somewhere and oftentimes it's on the failures of the people that are below you that you have built your business on. Um, their failures are part of your bonus check with them scrambling at the end of the month to hit your PV and your OV and all these things. People in MLM understand what I'm saying, like them scrambling, you offering a $50 Starbucks card to, the, you know, if you make place an order before midnight, you know, you'll be raffled into this. Like, you know what you're doing. Those people are buying things they can't afford, even though you're telling them not to, they're doing it because they want to help you and they're hurting themselves and their families. You need to be really honest about the implications of the things that you're saying and that you're doing. You're not a bad person. You're just stuck in like a really abusive situation. And a lot of times you can't see it until you step out and you look. It was a hard conversation that I had to have with myself in the mirror of the things that I said and the ways that I said it. And I've had to apologize to people and I've, I, I left and I started speaking out because I wanted to help at least 75 women because that's how many were I had, right? And I've helped thousands upon thousands upon thousands of, of women and men of, of all races and uh, everything, right? Religion and identifications and everything. Like every, this, this industry does not just specifically only affect white women, though you look on Instagram and that's what you see. It's just the majority, but it, these MLMs, they go after minorities, they go after uh, marginalized communities because they're easy prey. They promise, you know, miracles that don't exist. They promise cures that don't exist. Uh, and, and they can be very dangerous. And they want your money all the time, all of your money, all of the time. And um, you need to protect yourself. So be financially aware. I think being financially aware, I was not. Um, talk to people who know what they're talking about. And here's the other thing. I know you're not supposed to listen to the haters, but listen to the haters. Because sometimes the haters have things to say that actually make sense. And you might go, you know what? I don't agree with everything, but that one thing, that is something that happens. And if you're noticing that those things are happening and you're, you're actively educating yourselves on both sides, because it's very culty if people don't want you to know the other side, just, just so you know, heads up. Uh, know what's going on and talk to people and it's your life at the end of the day like it's your life you're gonna live and if you're miserable for what I, I promise leaving and and just like healing I I am in such a wonderful place in my life right now and it was hard work but 
I know I'm still healing every single day and I'm still learning things, but it's like the most amazing, incredible adventure I've ever been on. And like the second, I get to have the second half of my life for me now. And uh, it's just like, it's just like amazing. I'm just like so excited. <laughs> it's I wonderful. Love that. Yeah. And I want to be on your podcast. I want to come talk about pyramid schemes. I know. I want you to come come on my show. Both of you can come if you'd like. Thanks. I mean, you can do it individually. And well, guess you. what? I can talk about gifting boards. Oh, my God. Yes. Those are actual pyramid schemes. Those I do at Christmas schemes. time because there's always those coming around. At Christmas time, I did. Um, there was a pyramid scheme in the 70s called Holiday Magic that was shut down for being pyramid scheme and MLM. So I do like however many of my days fall, like that many days of holiday magic for Christmas. So there's like all these different bonus episodes. And the bonus episodes are like scam episodes. We talk about different, and this year, this past year, at the beginning of every episode, I would talk about a different holiday scam to avoid. <laughs> like, like different, like people coming door to door, people with the gifting schemes or the secret Santa things and all the different, like, um, sending money orders and different different holiday schemes and the <laughs> every year it's that pyramid gifting circle thing that everybody and I'm just like this is an illegal pyramid scheme everyone's like what's the harm it's just a bottle of wine and I was like tell that to the lady that doesn't get any wine like <laughs> I know you got four bottles but someone's Dude, not gonna get anything somebody gets 16,000 everybody gives 2,000 I give this freely of my own free oh man it was a whole thing I was like huh yeah yeah and I'm gonna be at Obsessed Fest I'm gonna do a panel oh, oh you are yeah, I was like it's me you guys oh it's oh, amazing I talked to Patrick yesterday about it that's hilarious. I love that. I know, I'm so excited. I was like, I want to meet so many cool friends this year. Well, I'm so excited. It's I'm super excited. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited. The this drag has brunch. Been drag brunch. I, I have one last question, but it was going to be on our thing. Have, did you watch on Becoming a God in Central Florida? Yes. <laughs> I love Pyramid Scheme <laughs> content. Like... Like, I'm telling you, I don't watch a lot of TV, like, when it's on. I have Netflix and Hulu and, like, HBO and all that stuff, like, the apps. But I don't have cable, so I don't ever see things when they're on. Sure, yeah, So it's yeah. a lot of Neither times people are, like, tagging me incessantly or I'll get a lot of messages, like, the next day when, like, a show does a Pyramid Scheme episode. Did you watch the episode last night of blah, 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 blah? The so then I'll go and find it and watch it. And then I'm like, That was okay, such a good show. I loved it It was so hilarious. And, I, but also cringy. Like, if you and, know those people. Right. Like, I knew those people. I yes. knew those people. I mean, it's it was like, a very brief time in my life from, like, 20 to 21 or 19 to 21, off and on. But I was just like, I yeah. am just... And it's so weird because there are certain things that trigger me of other people's behaviors that get into that site. And I was just talking to Tara about this yesterday and... I, and we were discussing someone that's like stuck in this sort of cycle of desperation. And it made me think of MLM people. Yeah. Of the cycle of desperation. And I'm just yeah. like, God, it's just, it's, it, like, it's take a chuggy. Step back. It makes it's me chuggy. just, it, does, it is. I mean, it's also just like, I just. It's super chuggy. I agree. And I'm just, I, I, I agree. And I, and I just feel bad. And I'm. What is chuggy? <laughs> It was a, it was like fetch, like it came and went very quick. But it's basically it's very like cringy. cringe, cringy. It's like cringy, shuggy. Did you get that? 
and Darcy from their daughter saying that? No, uh-uh. No, oh, actually, no. I never heard she, that. The, no. uh, did you watch the Darcy and Stacy? Did they show? say that on the show? I don't remember that. Yes, say Chugi? Yes. Yes, the daughter was like, it's Chugi. And then, uh, like, <laughs> explained what it was. And then I was, oh, that that's what it was. Oh, I, think I that's was like, like one of my favorite words of last year's Chugi. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's very, cra- it's so crazy. It is. You're just kind of like, oh. And it's, like, it's what is. It's like you're painting your personality. Like you, it's, it's very much like monkey see, monkey do, like emulate. And it's very much trained. Like they'll say like, well, do you want to be successful? Well, yeah, I want to be successful more than anything in the world. Well, you need to be buying the products. You're buying the products. I'm buying the products. We need to be using the products. You're using the products. We, we need to be products. talking about this. We need to talk you know, about the products. We need to talk well, like. Who's, who do you, sales who's like the one month. you like the most, right? Like who, do, well, I really love Sarah Jean or whoever, you know, like she's my favorite one of the team. Well, you just need to do everything she does. You just need to copy everything she does. So you're just like creating these little step for wives because you're just like, just find the person that you like and just emulate everything they do. Do exactly the same thing yourself. as every, it's just, and you're like, okay. So you're just creating, it's just another cog in the machine. It really is. It's, it's just, there's so many things, like I could talk about this forever, right? Like there's just so many avenues that like go down where you're like, what? Hey movers. Well, summer has officially set. <laughs> and as we move into the fall and the upcoming holiday period, I know all of the hustle and bustle can create a lot of problems with our sleep. And that's why I want to tell you guys about a product that I've been using from Next Evo Naturals, and that is their premium CBD nighttime formula. Now, I'll tell you, sleep is a very precious commodity to me. I've been doing a lot of traveling and, you know, getting my my perfect amount of rest every night has been something that has been eluding me until I discovered Next Evo Naturals premium CBD nighttime formula. I'm telling you, I have never felt this refreshed in my life. I'm telling you, it has been amazing for my quality of sleep. I wake up refreshed and I get ready to greet the day with a smile. Go, go, go energy all day. Upgrade to better natural solutions from Nextevo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code MPT to get 25% off. That's 25% off at N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com promo code mpt you get into the government ties you get into the political i know that people talk about like every time there's a shooting there's always like they put the nra numbers and they put all the reps up there i am telling you it's obviously not as much but it's very similar like the the money that's coming out of mlm and being paid to people to vote certain ways to allow businesses to self-regulate themselves so that pyramid schemes can float through undetected. I mean, it. China is the reason, and MLMs are the reason that China is in the World Trade Organization because Amway needed more blood to sell their soap and wares to. And so they put a ton of money into that to help get China into the World Trade Organization so that they were able to enter China and sell Amway over there. I mean, there's so many huge things that have these like massive global and economical, uh, like, like uh, just, uh, and and, uh, like MLM is part of it. Well, it's the real cost. You said it earlier, the real cost. You ever see that documentary, The Real Cost about fast fashion? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 Absolutely. not the dick in it's the dirt. It's all exploitation. It's, just, it's so it's just it's disgusting. It, that's just it's 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 you know the the, and the videos of the unboxings and the hey I went what do they call it a, a, a splurge or a whatever the oh uh, a haul the, a haul the haul videos yeah. and all that and you're just like ugh. It's consumerism and it's abs. It's capitalism and it's it just, absolute worst. It's it consumerism. It gives me anxiety. It gives me anxiety too. Hundred percent. To watch somebody open things that they don't need, right? They don't like need. I've done things like, oh look, I'm going to this place and I had to grab this and this. Isn't it cute? Like yeah, but like to be like, oh my gosh, look at I went to Sephora and they've got these massive. I'm like they spent thousands of dollars or whatever. And it was Vice that exposed those guys, it's the H and M that was dumping all the clothes in the back, destroying them. Instead right. of giving them to the homeless, like, are you kidding me? Nine thousand dollars with them? Yeah, it's insane. But like, the just clothes that they could go to people who are homeless, you know, I they could just, have warmth and coats and stuff. They right. just destroy it. And like it. the it's food just, and in restaurants, I've I've heard like dumping like bleach and stuff on things so that nobody can eat it. the The amount of waste. It's really. A, it's, a, it's America. It it's just. Ter- it's horrific. Horrific. It's over consumerism, and that's I think the thing that caught me the most. Why I even watched the Lula Rich documentary? I was interested in the MLM aspect, obviously, but I was just like, "This is something." Because I remember those leggings coming out and going, "This is fast fashion, and it's worst." Because I know where it goes. It goes the garbage. It goes Absolutely. the dump. It's like what's the real cause? The dyes, the chemicals they use, and it pollutes water. I yeah. Just the the exploitation of these things uh, in third world countries to 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 market these things and to yeah. create these products is just, it's. When I was helping to do the investigation, we were trying to figure out like some information and like there was this other lawsuit called the My Dyer lawsuit. And I don't really remember exactly everything because it was a while ago, but I, I had a contact with a man in China who would message me on Facebook whenever there'd be a new LuLaRoe shipment in China because we couldn't figure out why these random shipments were either not like being bought or were being sat around. And he was like, LuLaRoe's not paying their bills. I'm like, what? And he's like, look at all of the stuff that's here. Like, it just sits here in these in these cargo crates and nobody wants it. We can't get rid of it. It's flooding our industry. We can't get rid of it. LuLaRoe won't pay. We're gonna have to start selling it off. And they were like liquidating it out. And that's when they started seeing LuLaRoe in all these places. And LuLaRoe was pretending like, we don't know how. it. Deanne literally said that it was Somali pirates that must have stolen the LuLaRoe off a cargo ship and then sold them to other countries. And I was like, I'm literally talking to the man in China who's telling me right now that LuLaRoe's not paying their bills and so the, their shipments are being forfeited to the, the highest bidder in other countries. Like, And then I had people going, LuLaRoe's showing up at you know these like cheap dollar type stores in Australia, yeah. Yeah. which LuLaRoe's never been in. And I'm like, it's these crates. LuLaRoe's not paying their bills. And then like months later it came out, LuLaRoe hasn't been paying their bills. And now there's this billion dollar lawsuit. And I was like, I told you, <laughs> I'm talking to the guy. I got him in touch with everybody, but it was like, I'm talking to the guy who's telling me. And you're literally lying. Like, I, it just was wild. It was wild. It was that kind of stuff. I was already out by then, but it was that kind yeah. of stuff that we were finding and like talking to people and connecting all these dots. Like it just, how anybody can defend this business knowing what the truth is and, and that's actually knowing the truth and not just saying well that that's just you know that's just what Roberta says Roberta's a hater you know like but knowing what the actual truth is and I can back all this stuff up with receipts like 
I'd have to go look for them, but it's all there. Like everything is, is verifiable. Uh, anybody that's still just rooting for them, it just, it's a very corrupt, it's a very corrupt company and it's a very corrupt family and they continue to be corrupt and their daughter's screwing somebody over with her business now and like the nephew screwed people. There's just, it is just such a corrupt family. I could start an entire podcast just about them, but I don't have the time. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um, I I saw those characters. Uh, Really fast, did you end up breaking even? Did you come out ahead? Did you like... Did you get rid of your inventory? I can't remember if they said that in the doc or you said you were part of the lawsuit, but slightly ahead, slightly ahead. My, my, the the job I left to do LuLaRoe full time, LuLaRoe pretty much just replaced it. So there wasn't a ton extra money. And, uh, in terms of like what I bought and what I sold in on LuLaRoe's records was, and that was just like inventory wise was really only maybe three or $4,000 in the green. So I didn't really make much for all of the work that I did. Hold on, so you were three or four thousand dollars in the green. Yeah. In terms of inventory, how much inventory did you personally <laughs> flow through you? Like, how many millions of dollars worth of inventory do you think? Oh, I I purchased. I think my num. I know these numbers. They're not perfect, but they're approximations because of the lawsuit, and they were numbers that were presented to me. And I was like, how does this not prove it's a pyramid scheme? But I think I I bought like. $75,000 worth of clothes and I sold like 83,000, right? Yeah. But so I, so what is that? Like $5,000 I made or something? 8,000. 8, but yeah. <laughs> I made over $65,000 in bonus checks from my team. So that's where the money came from. So my business, my LuLaRoe business kept itself afloat. That's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All that work for a year and a half. Like a year and a half, I like made 70 grand, which is not even, it's not even what, it's less than I was making. Like it's, you when you really, like I'm saying, like do the profit and loss, when you really look at those numbers, you're like, sure. wow. And then divide it by the number of hours. I've done the math, like most MLM people make less than slave labor in the prison. Like less than yeah. prison wages. I mean, it's also the same thing for podcasters. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 27 cents an hour, right? Yeah, it's crazy. You're just like, wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that's why the profit and loss, like really taking everything to account. But yeah, it was not, it was not, I was not the baller that I thought I was. It was just basic. Just basic. I think it's when you're turning over all the money and the, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, you're just, oh, it's, you know. Well, you get like a $10,000 check. You're like, woo, I have $10,000. You're not looking at the $8,000 you just spent to make it. Yeah. You're saying, I made $10,000. You're like, you made $2,000. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. They don't really take, I never took that stuff into account. But they want you to think you made 10. Right. Like, look, she made 10. Yeah. Look at that big check. I showed my like check all the time. You're talking about those bonuses. Check about their bonuses. Like, yeah, they made one hundred fifty-three thousand dollars. You said that person came up their bonus check, but it's like, how much were they into it already? Right. How much did they have to spend? One thirty. <laughs> right. And they were a lot of those people. When people are like, I really want to join Lularoe, but like, I just can't afford it. Like, I just can't afford that initial inventory. Sometimes those people like, I'll buy your initial inventory and you can pay yeah. me back because yeah. they knew that the bonus and everything and like getting that person we'll in it. would cover it, and they could rank up. I mean, it's just people know what they're doing. They just do. And if you don't know yeah. what you're doing, like, I, what are you doing if you don't know what you're doing? Like, I just, I, the people at the top, the mega huns, I call them the mega huns, 
They're complicit. They know what's going on. They're the ones that are getting sued by the FTC. They're the ones that are like on the radar. They know what they're doing and they're not being very good at hiding it because people are watching. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, it just like baffled me that that one lady, the CEO person, she went to Mexico and got like a bunch of girls to go to Mexico and get yeah. like a, a gastric sleeve. Oh, yeah. she was the one. She. Oh, I was just going to ask, yeah. is that the docu? Did, was that in, or is yeah. that another cult docu? Doc, no. <laughs> it was yours. No, yeah. God. That was LuLaRoe. The gastric sleeves. Yeah, she likes Mexico. everybody to be a size medium or smaller because the clothes look better. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, lots of toxic body image, sure. uh, toxic diet culture. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on backstage where people were taking things to calm their nerves that they were not prescribed, allegedly, and things like that. Uh, it just, actually, it's just bad. Yeah. They're hand yeah. out Zannies. Allegedly, allegedly. Zannies to everybody. <laughs> Zanny party. Yeah. So, allegedly, uh, I didn't experience that, but I have friends that did. And, you know, it just, it's really hard for me to sit here and be like, it was a great time when it was a shit show. Yeah. It's just yeah. not a real business. It's a scam. And, well, like uh, yeah. many toxic relationships, there's the highs and then there's the lows. You know, oh, yeah. The lows are really low. Well, you yeah. said on the, there's dopamine. You said the dopamine of opening, the, the rush of opening the box and finding that, yeah. the princess bear. <laughs> <laughs> the murder oh. clowns. <laughs> was that Murder really? clowns, was that one? <laughs> they looked like murder clowns. <laughs> They were clowns. There was like clowns on balls and like clown faces. It was, there were some terrifying prints, like terrifying prints. And a lot of them were stolen. They tried to steal from Evil Knievel. Yeah, they stole a lot of designs. I saw that. Like they literally stole from Evil Knievel. We caught them on it. We reported it to Kelly Knievel, and then like a month later, LuLaRoe was introducing the LuLaRoe for Evil Knievel collection. I was like, what? <laughs> Did they pay them? They always say had to pay them, right? So they got, and then and then when we asked Kelly, he was like, we, we are in agreement, like, you know. So I'm sure they licensed the Evil Knievel whatever likeness for two years, like they did with Disney, but LuLaRoe never came out with anything other any other Evil Knievel collection in that two years. Uh, just the one that they that they did previous to the collection being yeah, announced. Yeah. It was like a motorcycle. It was for their 4th of July collection. It was like literally Evil Knievel's motorcycle. Like jumping. Same stripes and stars and everything on the bike. And we found the picture and superimposed it. Somebody in the LuLaRoe group. And it just superimposed. So you could tell it was literally the same image. And then Carlin we copy. sent it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... That's yeah. crazy. So on that note, where can we find you on social media, everything? I'm everywhere. I really am. You could Google my name. That's probably the easiest way to find me. But I have RobertaBlevins.com. I think everything's linked on there. The podcast is called Life After MLM. You can find it everywhere. We talk about pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, cults, frauds, sometimes some true crime if an MLM's involved. Uh, and... I'm on Instagram as the real Roberta Blevins, and I'm on TikTok if you TikTok as Berta Like Whoa, 
and uh, yeah, it's just a, it's fun. If you want to come learn things, I'm I'm hun positive, so I'm not gonna make fun of you. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you back the energy you give me. So I'm here to educate and make friends. I'm not here to alienate. I want to end the stigma. I don't want people to feel um, ashamed anymore of, of going through these. Sometimes people are like, I left my MLM 20 years ago and I haven't unpacked it until listening to this podcast. I just wow. want to say thank you for like make, helping me realize where some of like the things that I do come from. It was from this experience. So, you know, I think it's sometimes it's important to just unpack those things and go, oh, yeah, you know, heal a little bit together. And we laugh so we don't cry. And it's a fun time. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, I always say to Tara, we're all a part of a squad that no one really wants to be a part of, but we're all a part of the Survivor Squad. So, Roberta Blevins, thank you so much for being on the program. It's thank great. you. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. So, Tara, it's quite a story, right? Yes, we need to go camping now with her, too. I know, right? <laughs> She's so funny with her daughter, and I can't wait to actually finally meet her at Obsessed Fest because we talked to her a bunch of times and we've interviewed on her show and she's great. Oh, yeah. No, her episodes are going to be coming out with us this week, I believe. That's so cool. Yeah, we were both interviewed by her and she does a great job and she, you know, she's um, she's raising awareness in her own personal story and uh, it's fabulous what she's yes. doing. No, I'm not going to lie. Some of me is like, Okay, so should I not buy from this company? Should I not buy from this company? I feel like everywhere is an MLM. Or not everywhere, but so many companies are. Yeah, there there's a lot and I think I think a lot of times and look, there's the like I understand where she's coming from with the MLM thing and I understand that there are a lot of people that have also had a lot of really great things that have come out of MLMs for them, so we're not here to judge or anything like that. Whatever anybody wants to do. However, I think that, you know, we've had our experiences with the true crime world and we're raising awareness for survivors. And she's doing the same thing, raising awareness for people so they understand what they're getting into. Uh, because, you know, you, you people get excited and they, they want to participate in stuff and they want to be engaged in a community. And sometimes they can get the wool pull over their eyes. And that can be a big thing. And it seems to happen more times than not. Yeah, and we've had our experiences not like Roberta's at all, but it's really interesting. I tried to sell Rodian and Fields, was not successful in that whatsoever, but I did spend so much money to buy the whole packages. Look, MLMs are very, very interesting. And, you know, I didn't even know that Rodian and Fields was, a, was an MLM, but now I do. Uh, look, you know, like everything in life, you've got to approach it with you know a, a, a grain of salt you gotta t do your research do your homework try not to get into the fomo of everything and just jump in but you know that's roberta that's what she talks about and we're, we're so happy to and honored to have her on our show yes you know and we love to learn and grow so it was great to have her on and hear from her experience growing and learning that's what it's all about right tara yes it is on that note survivors i'm tara newell and I'm Collier Landry. And this is the Survivor Squad Podcast. We'll see you guys. Bye. The Survivor Squad Podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And please consider supporting this program by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Survivor Squad.